0: I can't believe I'm about to say this. 46 years ago on this Sabbath in Jewish time known as Shabbat Va'era, I became a bar mitzvah. In 1976, I'm not sure I knew what a pandemic was. Now every child in preschool does. However, I did know what shots were since my mom and dad got me vaccinated for every known disease in order for me to go to camp every summer. This week's Torah portion is known by anyone who has ever been to a Passover Seder. Remember the plagues and Pharaoh's refusal to let the Israelites go free? By the way, the Torah goes out of the way to mention that Moses and Aaron were 80 and 83 years old when they went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Highlighting that everyone has free will and a will to be free, no matter how young or older you are, except Pharaoh whose heart was hard and whose mind was closed. In religious terms, Freedom is more than a right. It's an obligation. Just as religion in general and Judaism in particular are not about rights. They're about our obligations to others, to the world, of course to ourselves, and to God. This week and tonight, as television segments recall the many impactful people in all arenas who passed away in 2021, including John Madden this past week and Betty White hours ago. Less noticed, except by religious leaders like me, probably, was the recent COVID death of the famous televangelist Marcus Lamb who sadly passed away at the age of 64. What caught my attention about his COVID death was that he and his Daystar Christian network demeaned vaccines, claiming, and I quote, that these vaccines actually kill your immune system. Reverend Lamb and his son actually described the coronavirus vaccines and vaccine mandates as evidence of the devil trying to attack followers of a true God. Let me be clear, Reverend Lamb deserves to rest in peace since it's too late to save his life on earth now. But it's the response of other religious leaders, including very influential pastors like Reverend Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son, whose silence And equivocation cries out for comment because it's dangerous and perilous. Following Lamb's death and vaccine devil talk on this most prominent Christian broadcasting network, Graham said, and I quote, As a Christian, I am pro-life, and I personally believe Vaccines are tools that are being used to save lives, but like all medical treatments, vaccines are a choice. Wearing masks is a personal choice, according to that thinking. So, so let me get this straight, as my former professor pointed out. Wearing masks to save lives during a pandemic should be a personal choice but what a woman does with her own body should be mandated by the government and called pro-life religion i repeat is not fundamentally about rights democracy is about rights religion is about what we do with our freedom to heal god's world Religion is about opening our eyes to seeing the image of God in the stranger behind the mask next to you and seeing God in the science behind vaccines. Any theology which says that vaccines are satanic forces betrays the very purpose of religion in the first place, the saving of human life, and the stopping of preventable deaths. By far the saddest statistic of this two-year pandemic are the hundreds of thousands of preventable COVID deaths due to misinformation and turning public health into a political issue, not only by the political right, but by the religious right, said one white evangelical leader himself politically conservative, and I quote, if vaccines are being promoted by Democrats or a government controlled by Democrats, they must be bad, end quote. In Israel, where believe it or not, the political parties despise each other even more than Republicans and Democrats in America, vaccines are off-limits politically. Everything else can be debated, but not whether three doses of Pfizer or Moderna prevent serious illness and death. The current Israeli government and heated opposition are on the same page on one thing, that while the vaccines may not prevent infection, they prevent hospitalization and deaths, and that is the highest mitzvah of all, says the Israeli government, with parties that hate each other more than America's political parties. God forbid our nation turns into this week's Torah portion story, where Pharaoh stubbornly won't see the light. He watches the Nile turned into blood, He stays inflexible as plagues of frogs, swarms of insects, cattle disease, boils, hail come crashing down, while Pharaoh, through it all, remains immovable, refusing to do what's right until, as you know, next week, the 10th plague, his own child dies. Science is not the devil. Science and life-saving vaccines are God's gift to us to prolong life rather than prolong needless suffering. But as crazy as Pharaoh sounds in this week's Torah portion, it is no crazier than followers of televangelists claiming that belief can fight off a deadly virus more than a life-saving vaccine can save a child. Beyond the tragedy of 800,000-plus total corona deaths, beyond the Omicron uncertainty in a nation and world adrift, the good news is that through it all, places like this synagogue of hope and meaning, frontline workers, our healthcare professionals have been saving lives through science and shoring up spirits through community. And this religious community has not only endured, it's never been more vital, alive, even this week, never been more resilient. Resilience is about adapting to whatever happens in life even despite serious adversity or traumatic experiences like this global pandemic. Resilience is often defined as bouncing back, but we do not bounce back from injury or pain or even a pandemic. We find a way to move through it. Happy New Year is such a sweet, and superficial greeting. Even if we all say it, our culture is still too obsessed with happiness, where to find it, how to achieve it. But happiness should not be a goal. Happiness is a byproduct of our actions. As I told tomorrow night's wedding couple in their premarital counseling session, the goal in marriage is not to find someone who makes you happy. The goal in marriage is to find someone who makes you better. Happiness will be a byproduct of being in relationship with a partner who makes you better. Just being happy won't be enough to keep you strong. Resilience is what makes us strong, keeps us going, improves our character along the way. So whether... Or not, it's a happy new year for you. I wish you and everyone you love on this night a healthy and resilient new year. May you find comfort from yet one more name for God, the one who comforts, Hamanachem. The one who brings comfort whenever we find ourselves in despair. The one who reminds us that if we take care of each other in our struggle with whatever it is, we will be all right. Amen.